My name is Garming and I run a full-time internal martial arts school in Sydney. I've been training for about 25 years and teaching for over 10 years. I'm originally from the UK. I moved to Hong Kong for, for eight years and now I run my school and teach out of Sydney, Australia. I'm interested in all mindful and movement activities and the path to improving oneself. Go nowhere now. What were we just talking about? Sorry? Oh, we were talking about... Of the upbringing. And yeah, and yeah, about how you, stuff. you can have an upbringing where it's almost... It's like a PTSD for yeah, identity. Yeah. You know, you have Absolutely. trauma. Yeah. And then you're like, who am I? Why am I here? Mm, like, for mm. me... Because of my upbringing, my parents just hated each other, you know, the mm. whole time. And, and then that affected me and my, oh, my brother. Yeah. And then when I was a teenager, I was like, you know what? Why am I waking up in the morning? I feel like I can't face life. Mm. Just the idea of facing life and the sense of yeah, obligation. Yeah. Um, and I wasn't aware that I didn't know who I was. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I wasn't even aware of that lack of identity. Yeah. Um, well, I think anything that gets in the way kind of... Anything like that, like yeah. any problems, because I have the same. Yeah. Um, they just kind of confuse you. Yeah. In a way where you you can't make sense of things, or you're not aware that you're even like you should make sense of things because you're trying to process what's yeah, happening, right? That's right. So yeah. it's yeah, it's it's an interesting one, and I think that um, draws people like us yeah. more into like wanting to be grounded, right? Because we've come from a place of floating yep. around we feel like yeah like like yeah i'm just not we just yeah. it's evident right yeah. whereas some yeah, yeah, people yeah. walk through life and i know a lot of people yeah. who are not grounded right yeah. but think that they are right okay you think it's because they haven't gone through that that suffering to the point where they're forced to realize they're not yeah 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 i think it's just not become evident to yeah. them because it's not been extreme yet yeah you know yeah yeah so it's almost like you're being held down Mm. forced to face it right is that what you mean with life like there's no option apart from realizing this this kind of sucks <laughs> yeah I th well i think you realize after a while right yeah. because you're trying to process like we we're saying you're trying to process like okay this is happening in my family life and, yeah and you're kind of going uh oh, this is weird or yeah it's making you feel things and you're not quite being or you're not aware of them yeah but they're just affecting you in a way where you either shut down or you you hide or you know what yeah I mean? yeah you, you choose to like escape it yeah uh, you choose to mask it with certain things, mm. and then, and then later in life, when yeah. you get a little bit more aware of yeah. of uh, of what's normal, yeah. let's say, yeah. then you sort of go, oh, okay, yeah, there so, is some stuff that I need to yeah. work on, you know. So it is, it is subliminal, though. It isn't like yeah logical. It's mm. like this in instinct in you that's like something's not right. Yeah, and then you start yeah. to process that. And try well, I think to you, it out. I think you close up before you even realize something's wrong. Yeah, I agree. It's, like, you know, yeah, it's like if you're in up. a room full of maybe violent people, yeah. you'd be kind of more looking over your shoulder, yeah. kind of, you know, a bit more anxious and stuff. And, and yeah. maybe you wouldn't even think about the, the mindset. You'd yeah. just be alert. You'd just be on that because be aware. Yeah, yeah. That's that's what you need. Well, yeah, yeah I mean, I guess denial is a big option, right? Mm. Like, if you've had this stuff in you, then I know for me, it's like. I might not be grounded, mm. but to deal with that, 
takes a lot of in a way, effort and courage, so it's good to deny, you know. Um, yeah. Repress, yeah. deny. But then there's points in life where you're not allowed to. Like, life doesn't allow you to. Yeah, yeah. You're, a, you're, you're just, yeah. you just got to function, right? It's like, yeah. there's no time for being weak or hurt or yeah, this so or that. It's like, no, get on with it. You nine know? to five, get up, nine do your five, thing. That's it. Relate. But then, yeah. I know for me, the inability to do that when I got depressed so I couldn't even function, that mm. forced me to think about what you were saying, like, why am I like this? What's yeah. going on? Yeah. Um, well, did, did you go through, like, any other phases before you sort of wanted to work? I had I went through depressive episodes in high school, mm. and then later on, I think when I was, like, 22, 23, that was serious. And I, 22, 23, I couldn't work. I mm. lost mm. a marriage. I was just in mm. bed, you know? Yeah, wow. Couldn't deal with life. Um, and so what else is there to do but look inward? Yeah, you know? yeah. The, and I, so I you realized, didn't go off the rails or anything? Well, I, I did in the sense I shut down. Yeah. You know? I'd gone off the rails before, mm -mm. but I shut down and I just realized, okay, um, I, I, I couldn't, all that functioning I was doing before when I thought I was managing, I was pretending. Yeah. I was functioning, I was yeah. surviving, I was yeah. playing a role. Yeah. Um, but all this stuff that's now... Like pretending to other people. Yeah, and to myself. Yeah. Like, yeah. You, could say, like, you could say I was depressed and sick when I couldn't get out of bed for months and months, but I was actually sick before that when I was getting out of bed, but I was just functioning, you know? Mm. I was just in a denial thing. Yeah. I was still sick. Yeah. yeah. And so I realized, you know what? This is deeper than just me trying to get out of bed now. I've got to look at how have I been like for years now? Even when I was functioning, there was still something wrong. And I started looking back all the way to when I was a kid and asked, and it wasn't me sitting there consciously doing this. This was an instinctive process over years. Yeah, yeah. Um, and you create a lot of different things that uh, yeah. sort of shut it down yeah, or hide yeah. it, push it away, lock yeah. it away, all that kind of stuff. I guess I'd, I'd use a lot of stories to shut it down, like stories about me, mm. stories about reality, stories about what has to be, what isn't. Yeah. And then you start have to question those stories because they, they're not working, you know? Yeah. Um, they're yeah. holding you back and then unwind the stories and find a story that gives you your inner power. Mm. Um, but... To be honest, just being aware that a lot of what I was living in was a story was powerful because that means there's an alternative, another story yeah. that can be told. Yeah. Like it's just perception. Yeah. You realize, once you realize it's perception, it's like, wow, I'm so much part of creating the reality I'm in. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And that just frees you. Yeah. Like, even if you don't create a new one, it just frees you. It's like, oh. Mm. Okay. Yeah, you were sort of talking about that stuff in the last podcast. Yeah. I mean, I guess this is, you know, this is the theme that's going across, right? The groundedness yeah. theme. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, yeah, I was saying to Kenneth, like, yeah. I'm really excited about, you know, talking about it. Yeah, because, yeah, Because yeah. it's really important to me. Okay. It's a really, yeah. um, I think it's important to everyone, but they don't realize. Yes. You know? Yeah. If they yeah. don't admit it, they don't realize. Yeah. Because everyone wants to, you know, we, we were talking about it and saying, I was saying, oh, yeah, I'd, I'd, ca I'd call it a different word. But okay. what we're sort of looking at is a, a balanced life, right? Being at peace yep. and being in balance, yep. right? Um, so we were both sort of discussing yeah. that before you came. Yeah, yeah. Um, and but why, I mean, so what is it about peace that you like more than groundedness? Or is it just something that... Well, I think groundedness... Um, groundedness is almost like you know, I'm firmly fixed, I'm anchored, mm. you know, I'm a yep. trooper, you know, that yep. kind of thing yeah, where yeah. you're like, no, I'm strong, yeah. I'm grounded, yeah, you know. Yeah. Um, 
and and it's kind of a couple of things you mentioned. Yeah. Um, but it's it was kind of like, um, and I think this is where a lot of people think about it. It's, um, you know, I want to be grounded. I want to be fixed. I want, mm. you know, I want to bring myself back to a good space, right? So I'll use this thing to ground me, yeah. right? Uh, Whereas the way I've sort of been dealing with it uh, for maybe since since learning uh, internal Wing Chun and mm. learning um, about meditation, yeah. right? Because that's been a massive, those two, Kenneth yeah. knows this. Yeah. These are the two biggest things yeah. in my life. Yeah. Um, big because they help to, you know, ground or balance me or give me peace. Yeah. But in a way where I'm working with the things and confronting them okay. on a very deep level, not just, um, you know, you see a lot of people who, find peace because they go out and get drunk yeah, yeah. you know all that kind of stuff and, and yeah and then you've got people who you know maybe do certain activities to take their mind off of it and it's that kind of avoidance you know, avoidance yeah yeah, yeah yeah and that's the way i see it it's yeah. it's, it's avoiding it. it's not it's not sitting with yeah. the thing yeah um which is very hard to do because the thing might not want to show itself right yeah so yeah. Right. how do you work with something that's hiding yeah. Uh, or something that's really right. deep down there, right? Yeah. And um, right. so I mean, you've got to have... It reminds me of what Pascal says. It's like um, everyone just is distracted because they don't mm. want to sit in yeah. the room by themselves, yeah. right? Mm, yeah, and, yeah. And I think that's the first part, isn't it? You have to yeah. learn how to sit by yourself and be with yourself, mm. Um, mm. which is very discomforting for a lot of it people. It is, yeah. it is. I, I think... Mean, yeah, go Yeah, on. I mean, I just, I just remember when I was... Um, when I was in Princeton, and I mean, I was a graduate student, but I just remember talking to undergraduates and they're like, oh, I can't study because my friend isn't here. Or like, I can't do things because mm. I'm not doing it with other people. Mm. And it just made me realise, I mean, first, some people think that's a good thing because, oh, I'm very collegial, I'm doing things, but it's like, I've studied by myself all the time. And it's, it's this idea that you always have to do something with someone else mm. because for some reason you're not, it would be too confronting to sit by yourself, even to study by yourself. You need someone else there. Um, Absolutely. You know, maybe like a parent substitute figure or, or whatever. But yeah, because sitting by yourself, hmm. with yourself, means that you have to be very honest, right? Because yeah. it's hard to lie to yourself in that sense, right? If you're sitting with yourself and you're really trying to see who you are, then um, you've got to break down a lot of things. Yeah. You know? And you don't want to see what's there. You don't want to, yeah. because you want to believe the narrative. You want to believe, like, uh, you want to use those um, self-defensive mechanisms uh, or bigging yourself up in some sort of way. You yeah. Um, so you want to use all of that because you, it's very hard to face reality, right? Yeah. Um, so you think, in, in a sense, this is holding on to the very thing you're trying to overcome? Uh, yeah, 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 and holding on to who you think you are, yeah, as opposed to who you actually are, right? Yeah. Because who actually are you, in that sense? Like, who 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 are we as individuals? Mm. You know. Um, so in that sense, if you're trying to find a, you know, you're trying to obviously they'll come to gladness because they feel unwell or unhappy, you know, yeah. generally. But it's realizing it's an identity change. It's not just about changing some things in their life. Mm. But changing who they think how they, they are. how they see themselves, yeah, yeah. and yeah. how they uh, project themselves yeah. outwardly, yeah. yeah.
because a lot of people, I mean, you see it all the time. Yeah. I mean, I see a lot of people because I work with, yeah. you know, students and yeah. teachers and yeah. stuff. And, and you see people come in and they've got really big shields up. You know, okay. they walk really high with their chest up yeah. or, you know, you say something and they go, oh, yeah, yeah I know that. Yeah, you yeah, know? yeah. If you've told them once, they say, yeah, I know that. Yeah. And you're like, well, but you're not doing it. Yeah, yeah. And, and it's kind of like, it's cool, you know, but just you're well, not doing it. How do it. they respond when you kind of try to point out they've got the shields up? Um, in a diff you know, some people take offense in a way because you're challenging something inside them that wants to mm. have that shield there yeah. and um, everyone has that to yeah. a degree everyone's yeah. trying to protect themselves and yeah. you know that kind of thing um, because we feel separate right so we want to be powerful um, and maybe it's maybe it's because we want to be uh, we don't want to be separate right but for some reason yeah. our mind makes us separate or the way that we've been brought up but actually what do you mean by separate like being individual separate? yeah yeah or, or yeah I mean in 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 many of the sense separate yeah. like we're not unified we're not one okay you know we're not one sort of family one like um it's that person and me and how are they gonna uh, respond yeah, yeah. to me they're gonna see me in this yeah. way and that yeah, way yeah. and um yeah or mine you know i'm gonna protect mine or whatever yeah you know whereas that's a big part of the problem right? yeah that fear breeds separateness yeah because you go, well, I need to protect myself, my space from that. Right? Yeah. But really, it's it's about, you know, being together, really. Connecting, the community, yeah. the connecting, yeah, yeah, the, like, being there for each other. Well, I think yeah. then you become more peaceful, right? Because yeah. there isn't that, um, you're not trying to protect yourself. Yeah. Well, it's intimidating, though. Like, when you finally open up and mm. say you're connected... You realize you can't do it always on your own terms. Yeah, you know, because yeah. you're gonna let people, or not just people, but everything in existence in, yeah, on its terms, on their yeah, terms. Yeah, yeah, and and you'll be exposed for everything. Yeah, right. And yeah, How which is all the stuff that, that yeah. you, and it's all the stuff you need to accept yeah. about reality, mm. right? And I think, um, you know, there's certain practices that really help with that, and yeah. it really helped me. Yeah, I mean, I think. If it wasn't for Kung Fu, yeah. I probably wouldn't be here. Okay. If it wasn't for meditation, I probably would uh I don't know where I don't know what way I would have gone, but yeah. I definitely would be seeking like psychological help. Yeah. Um, just through childhood stuff, yeah, yeah. you know. Um and I probably would be drinking a lot and um who knows what. Yeah. Right. And I've been through many different paths yeah. and Kenneth knows yeah. I've been through many different paths yeah, of, yeah. of like what we were talking about like trying to shut it out and trying yeah, to self-medicate yeah, yeah, yeah. trying yeah. to forget life trying to deal with depression you know I was probably depressed for about a decade yeah yeah you know really yeah. depressed yeah and if it wasn't for my siblings and having Kung Fu to sort of hide away in yeah um, and something to sort of build me up from the base you know yeah. build myself back up um, then I don't know. And, and when you were depressed, would you have walked around saying, I am depressed? Were you, was that your identity? Were you aware of that? Was that my identity? Um, yeah, it came across in everything that I did. Okay. Like it was, it was, yeah, evident, yeah. you know. Yeah. Um, just the way I looked at life, the way I interacted, you yeah. know. 
Um, but you had your shields up. Yeah, I had my shield up. Yeah. yeah. And it was the Kung Fu that helped you. Yeah, and I think break. it helped me on a lot of levels. I think initially it's kind of like, well, it's, it's, it's self-defense, right? And it's fighting. Yeah. You know, so someone comes into your space or someone yeah. challenges you or, you know, you need to fight. So how are you going to get good at fighting? Because you can either fight or run, right? Yeah. And, um, you know, I've experienced both. Yeah. And, yeah, so I think you sort of hide in that, you know. You hide in the fact that, okay, I'm working, I'm getting stronger, I'm doing all this stuff. I feel more confident. Okay. Um, you know, also just growing up in southwest London. Yeah. There was, in the 90s, you know, just being a little kid. You know, I'd, I'd remember stepping out of my house yeah. and a, a Jamaican gangster guy just looked at me yeah. across the road. He was literally outside my house yeah. and then just said, empty your pockets out now. Like, what you got? What yeah, have you yeah, got for me? Yeah. And he, I, I sort of showed him my Walkman yeah. and he just went, that's shit, <laughs> you know? Yeah. And then um, said, what, what else have you got? And I had, I think I had five, 10 pounds in my pocket yeah. and he was just like, yep. And he just walked off, <laughs> you know? Right. And there's been, there's been lots of times where yeah. literally yeah. if you caught someone's eye, you'd be like, oh God. Because <laughs> so they just go, you know, what, what are you looking at? Yeah. You, so got, you walk you're, out you're, of your house you're, and you're on and the defensive straight away. It, it was just yeah, like, right. as soon as you caught their eye, it yeah. was an excuse for them to take you down. Yeah. And they would see, like you, you would look and you'd look away. Yeah. But as soon as I started learning Kung Fu, yeah. this was literally within the first month. Oh, right. yeah. Like I remember locking eyes with someone mm. and I didn't look away. Yeah. And they just, like I could tell it was one of those moments where they were sizing me up and they just walked on. And I had that thought in my mind, like, yeah, if any, if you come close to me, yeah. I'm just gonna unload as much as possible, yeah. as fast as possible. So it was the, the ability to defend yourself that gave you that confidence. Yeah, so I'm gonna fight. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, just like just a bit of background, like you did Wing Chun, and you would describe it probably with external, but I mean, still. still yeah, Wing it was Chun. more geared towards combat application, yeah. street yeah. self defense. Yeah. you know, the the Sifu. Um, I'm still in contact with his really amazing guy. Yeah. Um, he he was really hardcore man. Yeah. You know, he was a real good fighter. Yeah. Um, he went over to Thailand and and um, knocked out a Thai kickboxing champion yeah. um, in the second round. Yeah. You yeah. know, using Wing Chun. Yeah. And um, it was like wow. Yeah. You know, he taught Ministry of Defense and okay. stuff. And yeah, yeah so, so super he was effective. Super effective. Yeah. Just yeah. just to the point. Yeah. Like no frills. Yeah. Just let's go. Like right. fastest path to the target, economy yeah. of movement, <laughs> practicality, <laughs> and you right. hit them and you hit them hard and you hit them where it hurts. You know? <laughs> that like, sounds so powerful, right? Oh man, very powerful. Yeah. If you, you see a picture, I'll show you a picture of yeah. him. Yeah. He's just like sixty now, isn't he? And he's and he's doing and um, still, calisthenics. And he's still ripped. He he, he busted his back because <laughs> he right. put he put this right. bar up uh, above his stairs yeah. and it just broke or something yeah. and he busted his oh, back yeah, and yeah. he's he's into acupuncture now right okay. right <laughs> so he became a healer yeah okay. um, but but he is ripped yeah yeah like yeah. i remember seeing a video of him and i was like this guy's not young <laughs> yeah he's yeah. more ripped than i'll ever be yeah. right it's scary just, it's just scary <laughs> well, it's like he, doing push-ups he's he, yeah. yeah yeah he's full on like so, not just yeah, yeah like yeah. the advanced body weight stuff like yeah right. yeah um but he's always been that kind of mentally tough and um, hmm. he became my father figure. Yeah. Right, right. You know, I met, it was, it was really weird, the turn of events, because yeah. 
yeah, I grew up watching kung fu films. My dad's Chinese, yeah. and um, my cousin showed me this uh, VHS of a Wing Chun master, yeah. Wai Po Tang, yeah. Master Tang. Mm. And we watched it at my friend's house, and we're like, whoa, this guy is epic. You know, yeah, look yeah. at that. Listen yeah. to the way, listen to his punches. Like, you yeah. can hear his punches. Yeah. Um, so we were just in awe, you know, yeah. at like 15 or whatever. Yeah. And then, um, or it might have been a bit later, but, and, and, and basically, my dad knew about the tape for some reason, and knew, just knew his name, and came over with the newspaper the next week and said, hey, he's around the corner. He just opened a school. Oh, wow. You That's, should go. Yeah. And it was like, this is it. You know? 15, right? Yeah. I was, I, it's actually, I think I was 16, 17. Okay. Yeah. yeah. 16 and a bit. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then um, me and my friend went and literally from day one, he was the kind of guy that you, you approach and you sort of wait for him to acknowledge your existence mm -hmm. before you talk. He yeah. just had that about him. Like the everyone who, the aura. Yeah, yeah. Everyone who walked out, <laughs> like he'd sit and do the registration yeah. at a yeah. desk and you'd, like the person would you know register and move on and you'd just sort of wait yeah. and then he'd go yeah. <laughs> and you'd walk up to the desk and he, yeah. was, he just had this presence yeah yeah and he just didn't he just was like a real father yeah. to me like it was amazing so it wasn't just the the martial arts it was more than that yeah yeah hmm. it was this just following this powerful guy who was just really um strong in all senses in his mind you know the way he was so respectful and you respected him mm. like it was just great mm. you know um he's very different from my dad okay right and but how did he treat you um, um so was it like those you know typical kung fu it was like, very hard very like hard yeah discipline? it was very hard and he like when he gave you a comment like when he praised you yeah. when he said oh good it was like Yes, this is awesome. But it would be like once in six months. Yeah. You know? Um, yeah. And it was really like... But yeah, it meant it something, just, right? It just meant so much. Yeah. 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 It meant so much to me. Because um, I put my heart into it, you know? Yeah. I like. I was literally there all the time. Yep. And um, I remember I started out, and there was, a, there was a couple of instructors... And they were like level two and going on to level three. And I caught up with them because mm. I just kept going and training yeah, yeah, and yeah. training and training. Um, so I ended up grading with them and yeah. being in their level. And um, yeah, and I, I remember there was a few times like, because I would, I would cycle there. So I'd yeah. cycle for about half an hour, 45 minutes, depending on where it was there. Then I'd train for an hour and a half and then I'd cycle back yeah. and I'd go to work. And I usually did physical stuff. Yeah. Um, and I remember quite a few times he would say, hey, don't come tomorrow. It's like, you're burnt out. Like, <laughs> he'd, like, and I'd be like, oh man, like, what yeah. am I going to do? Right. You know? Um. <laughs> yeah. It was, it, so it was very much a refuge. And, yeah, and oh, man, it was sort of uh, definitely, upbringing, right? Definitely. You, yeah. It was the upbringing yeah. that I really felt that I needed at the time because, um, I mean, I've told you before, but, you know, I grew up in Southwest London. Yeah. I grew up and, you know, the, the family life, well, it wasn't the worst, but it was like my dad was always working. Mm -hmm. He's a chef. Yeah. So he was away working. Yeah. Right? And my mom, she's, she's, uh, she's got a lot of issues, like mentally, yeah. right, from her childhood, yeah. like, but quite bad. Yeah. Um, so it was hard being at home. Yeah. So literally I did not want to be at home at yeah. all. Uh, yeah. 
so it, you know, it was tough in that sense so um, having that sort of stability there mm. and someone who was solid was like this is great you know and I kind of I, I kind of was in the crowd of misfits you know the the alternative crowd yeah. you know and as they sort of all got into drugs and yeah, everything yeah, like yeah. that I got into it with them yeah but then finding Kung Fu was kind of like my way out yeah okay because it was always like no I, I'm meant I'm not meant to do this you know even yeah. though I did for yeah, a long yeah, yeah. time as I started to get more into training I could never go high yeah you know, that would be like I'd in my mind it was like no he'd know and you know yeah, <laughs> if I yeah. had a joint he would, yeah. he would know and this right. would be okay. or he would kill me you know it would be so it wasn't just <laughs> it wasn't just this doesn't work with me and my body but it was really that connection to the father figure yeah well. it was like I don't want to disappoint him yeah like yeah it, like everything I did was a hundred and fifty percent because he was he was like really present yeah like energy you could see life. he would look he'd scan the room mm, and attentive you know yeah he'd sort of nod like, yeah, I can see you're giving in a lot of effort, yeah. you know. Um, so every, we did a lot of repetition stuff. Yeah. And everything we did, like, I'd do it faster the next time, yeah. harder the next time, better the next time, you know. Yeah. Just kept cycling yeah, like yeah, that yeah. just because I wanted to be better and, I, I guess, impress him. Yeah. But also build myself up. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. Um, well, was there a point where it became an issue of not just, you know, yourself becoming physically better, being able to develop a sense of self powerful self walking around the streets of London mm. but the internal stuff like did you when did that start to you know when I said like you talked about your depression and yeah that yeah kind of thing. I guess I just internalized a lot like I mean I was in my head a lot mm. right because I was trying to figure out who I was yep. and deal with all of these things from my childhood yeah. that, that just just growing up in the way I did so I started reading the martial art books and then coming across Buddhism and mm. philosophy, yep. like Bruce Lee's um, philosophy yep. book and all that kind of stuff. And just really finding like refuge in that as well. You know, like, oh, okay, so that's the way you should think, you know, okay. rather than everything's... Well, what, everything's what kind of things? Like, did it just, um, just stuff, just simple stuff, like the cliche stuff, be like yeah. water, you know, accept, yeah, yeah. be present, all yeah. that, just all yeah. that kind of stuff that gets yeah. dressed up in philosophy. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. That just really gave me a lot of, um, a, a little bit of peace within the madness, yeah. you know, that was going on, so. Um, yeah, because, I mean, and also at that time, you know, the availability of a lot of those things wouldn't have been around, like, no, you no. know, everyone's just... Yeah, it was... You yeah. mean that kind of Buddhist style philosophy thing? Yeah, yeah. but like... It's just access to everything. Yeah, access, like, like the you, ideas. you normally pick it up in a, in a little bookstore or a library. Yeah, yeah. You've got to go out your way to do it. Yeah. And yeah. So, so now, now it's a cliche now, but... but <laughs> There's probably an app. An yeah. app for that. <laughs> an app for being lost and get all the philosophy you need. <laughs> There's a hundred of them. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm not saying one, yeah. That's too much, right? Yeah. Yeah. But that that kind of... And I remember I sort of started to just read a little bit more kind of Buddhism stuff. And... At the time, it um, it didn't vibe with me. Yeah. It didn't it didn't resonate with me yeah. because I read like I read life is suffering. <laughs> it was literally like the yeah. first thing you read yeah, in Buddhism yeah. is like life is suffering, yeah. and you're like, okay, this is pretty negative. Yeah, man. yeah. Um, so I kind of you know, I was like, ah, maybe that's not for me. Yeah. Like, uh, there's enough yeah. negativity yeah, in my yeah, head. Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, and I just kind of just kept learning 
you know, um, dabbling in the philosophy, like reading yeah. Bruce Lee stuff, reading yeah. Zen stuff. Well, yeah. Zen's a bit more chill. You know, it's not like yeah, life is pain. Right, <laughs> hard escape. Yeah. You know, um, and then, and then sort of, uh, I found my way out of the UK. Mm. Um, my dad basically was like, "Hey, you should you should try and go to Hong Kong." You know, and so I went to Hong Kong. Um, found sort of work there and things started to happen there and yeah. then um, then I bumped into some guys who were training the internal martial arts mm. and that blew my mind you weren't looking you just bumped into them or? I was I was looking for another school because okay. at that point I'd, I'd been training for like 10 years yeah um, so I visited quite a few different schools to see like okay where am yeah. I going to train now yeah. you know because I want to continue yeah. I knew that I'd never stop because it gave me so much yeah like even if it was like once a week you know yeah, it'd yeah. be like no this is my thing that I'll just do yeah. forever yeah um and I just felt like it, it nothing felt right um it all felt like a similar thing but maybe just different, but a sim like like similar way. Like yeah. you, you're gonna do your patterns and you're gonna do shapes. And yeah. or, or, I remember one Sifu, I walked in and he was like, I said, oh hey, you know how much do you charge here and what what's the training like? Yeah. And he just said, hey, you give me eight hundred bucks a month <laughs> and you can do whatever you want. Like <laughs> and he literally just went like that with his hand, like waved his hand, like yeah. do, do what you want. Yeah, yeah. And I looked around, I saw one guy doing the form, one guy hitting the bag, and, <laughs> and I was like, nah. I think I'll pass, man. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, I've done it long enough to yeah. not want to do what I want. You know, I, I, I want to learn. But you're you looking know? for, you were looking for something. Yeah, you, I was looking for something. Did I was you looking feel to there was something, maybe, it, you, did you feel that there was something more to Wing Chun or just you were looking for something else? I didn't really know at that. I, I knew there was more in terms of technique. Right. Because I, I, I used to know people from other schools who... We had different techniques, and I'd, I'd buy, I you bought all the books and all that kind yeah. of stuff, and and yeah. videos and you know VHS. Um, I used to go to the martial arts store and um, just seek out all the different yeah. cool stuff. Um, but I didn't I didn't know there there was something so different. Yeah, and that's what when I sort of met Nima mm. and those guys, and I did a class, and they kept telling me to relax, and I was like, okay. And they, they just kept saying it. They probably said it, you know, how many times we say it, right? They, they probably said it like 30 times. Yeah. And I just felt like, well, <laughs> this is a bit weird. You keep emphasizing relax. You felt relaxed already? No, no, I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> or I felt, I felt like, yeah, well, I'm not tense right now. Yeah. So, you know, I'm not, I'm not fired up, you yeah. know, this, why, why relax? Yeah. And um, then after, this was after a few classes, because um, I I went in and I signed up for a month. Um, Nima grabbed me and just like felt my chi cell rolling, yeah. and what I felt from him was something that just blew my mind. It was just completely different. Yeah. Um, he wasn't trying to do moves on me, but he completely controlled me in the most effortless way. And the way I describe that to people is yeah. it's kind of like if you're playing music. Yeah. He was the silence underneath the notes. Uh, okay. So I was playing these notes and he was just there. Yeah, and it yeah, was like, yeah. what? Yeah. And as I you know, would push on him, he'd just take it, absorb it, and just use it. And it was like, what? How are you doing that? Yeah. You know? And he's a bit shorter than me, and I felt very strong. Yeah. Um, and it just blew my mind. Right. And then as they kept unraveling that, 
it was like wow this is amazing yeah and um yeah it was like a, it was like a month after i joined i think maybe one was this sibling school or no it was Nima's Nima's school oh, yeah Nima so had already set up something yeah yeah so Nima and the other guys they like set up um, or something like yeah that. yeah so they set up this school and they were just about to embark on opening a huge school like and really doing it big yeah and um just at the end of the two months a month or two that i signed up i said okay so i'm done so how how do i continue mm. and then one of the guys said um let's have a chat he said i want you to work with us man and i was like wow this yeah, is yeah. and you know it it didn't take me two seconds to you know accept because it was it was a pay cut of course yeah and i was in the corporate world um but it was like well, I could just go back to the corporate world if this doesn't work out. Yeah. And this is, this is it. This yeah. is a big like thing that you could do. Yeah. So yeah, I did it. And, yeah. um, and then I met the master, you know, who was just Choi Shantin, who yeah. is unbelievable, yeah. you know, um, and made me, it, it, it was, it's hard to explain, but you know, anyone who sort of met him will sort of say something similar, like yeah. the, Old, the old guys in the Kung Fu movies who you think are just like these little legends yeah. that are, it's not really real yeah. and they can flick people across the room. Yeah, yeah, this yeah. guy could do that. Yeah. And it was just unreal. Yeah. You know, he was tiny and he was not physically strong, yeah. but he was very powerful. Like, I, I haven't met anyone as powerful as him. What was his presence or personality? Like? His presence was... I mean, he was he was a very humble, happy guy. He wasn't this, you know. He wasn't sort of, you know, super serious and yeah. all that kind of stuff. Um, just really happy to share and, yeah. and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. 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 Um, anyway, yeah. So I, I yeah. that that sort of brought me down the path of okay. So starting to look inside now and yeah. and starting to work with being mindful because this martial art was about being mindful it was about connecting it was about controlling your body in a completely different way not using yourself as a mechanism like an on-off switch mm. you know not just quickly punch really fast and, yeah. and and do that move that we've taught you against that person because um that didn't work in the past all the time yeah right but this one was about hey what if you actually used your body as a source of power in its surrender in its openness okay. in it in, in 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 its groundedness right yeah. so you ground within yourself yeah so that you can give out that mass that that power that energy and take in it's a bit like absorbing absorbing yes. the power that's coming in yes a two-way street rather than resisting. a two-way street okay. yeah you're not resisting yeah but your form of um connecting or um, your form of expression with the person yeah. is one of uh, yeah accepting, yeah. but being structurally very stable okay. and being able to give out all so, of you. So you take you. It's almost like it comes in and you move it out. It happens simultaneously. Out? Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And so that mindfulness is being aware of that. It's is that how we're using mindfulness. Not being a. Uh, it's more than being aware of that because yeah. that's quite easy, right? Yeah. Um, and then it, that would be more. Um, more people would use it and know yeah. about it, right? Yeah. It's using the mindfulness to cultivate a new way of using your body. Okay. Um, 
a new way of connecting through relaxation and, and letting go. Yeah. And then a new way of perceiving how you, or, or a new way of focusing all of yourself yeah. into someone or a target. Okay. And it's re it's quite hard to explain yeah, um, yeah. if you don't feel it. Yeah. Um, but it's it's something very very different, which mm. fascinates everyone who feels yeah, it. Right? Yeah, even yeah, if they yeah. even if it's not for them, they're like yeah, yeah, yeah. a lot like literally everyone that comes in the door. Yeah. Sort of show them the difference between resistance, yeah. non-resistance, and then using the state we yeah. call it right. Yeah. So it's it's. Um, yeah, there's a lot of things that it is, but it's a powerful way to use your body. Yeah. Um, people will say, hey, I never knew that existed in life. Like, I mm -hmm. never knew that existed. And I, I guess part of that is it goes back to what we were talking about before about identity change. Because mm. it does change reality. Massively. Changing your yeah. sense of your body, Massively. what it can and can't do. It, and, and a lot of guys that, um, this is really interesting because a lot yeah. of guys that came in and did this martial art, in Hong Kong especially, you know, a lot of guys would come in and they were tough guys, yeah. right? A lot of experience with martial art. And you show them what it is and they start training. Yeah. Because they hear, oh, Wing Chun, Bruce Lee, all yeah. that kind of stuff. And they start training. And then they try really hard. Yeah. And the harder they try, the easier it is for you to manipulate that, yeah, right? Yeah, because okay. they're creating barriers. They're creating yeah. tension. They're yeah. cre yeah. Their ego is blinding them. Yeah, they're yeah, using yeah. pattern-based movements. Yeah. They're planning. They're... They're they're using their, um, you know, they're anxious, um, and yeah, basically, they 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 feel what you're doing, and they feel they almost feel offended because you're so calm and relaxed, and you're absorbing, and you don't. It's almost like you don't care, right, when you touch them, because you're not trying to quickly go towards them and sort them out and try yeah. to dictate the situation. You're you're moving with the situation. It's like um, surfing. Okay, you can't. Yeah. You can't make the waves go where you want. No. You have to respect the yeah. nature of the waves, right? Yeah. Um, so basically, they, they feel that and they go, well, how do you do that? Yeah. How, what, why, why, is that why is that so powerful? Why does that stop me? Okay. And you say, I'm actually relaxing. Mm. I'm actually, instead of thinking about you, mm. I'm, my, mind is my, my mindfulness, my awareness, my mind's eyes on me yeah. and how I claim my balance yeah. how i how i stay open in yeah. my in my body and my yeah. movements so that nothing can be caught and i can give out everything that i have and they go what and it's just completely foreign yeah and i've seen people come in and be all about the attack yeah and then go i went back same guy there and um pretty alpha guy yeah and he goes oh, i'm just all about defense now he was 100 percent better yeah, yeah, yeah. like he could smash people yeah and it's because he's all about taking a step back yeah and not trying to fight to fight you he's know? feeling himself he's working with what yeah. is yeah yeah and to do that you have to feel yourself you have yeah, to be present yeah. it sounds to me it's almost like the opposite of control and force yeah, in a you way, know, yeah. Like you're not trying to control yeah, in what's that in sense, front of you and you're force not, something out yeah, of you. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, which came back to what we were talking about before about groundedness and the idea that, you know, the attempt to ground, like we're mm. talking about escape, often is elusive. Like trying to force yourself to be strong. Mm. 
doesn't really get well, that you to that, that state. That further ungrounds you. Yeah, because you're yeah. tensing. Yeah, you're holding on. Yeah. Whereas a lot of letting go needs yeah. to happen. Exactly. Exactly. And, yeah, and letting and then but the problem is you let go and you keep letting go and you get to a point where you're letting go of the boundaries that you have around yourself, mm. the separation between yourself and the world, and you can feel like you're losing a bit of yourself. But at least the story you've got. Of you, you you're losing the narrative. Yeah, yeah, you're losing the story of yourself, which is just fake anyway. Yeah. 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 Right. But yeah. you lose your sense of yourself too. Yeah. I mean, you're, you're completely redefining I, yourself. I think you gain who you actually yeah. are. Yeah. You know? It's like they say, you know, you're not your, you're not your likes, you're not your job, no. you're not your possessions, you're not your thoughts, you're not your feelings, yeah. you're not, you know how much money you have all that kind of yeah. stuff mm. and then you go well, well who am I yeah right and it comes down to well your awareness yeah that's what you are yeah so I mean coming back to that sort of separateness and being part of the whole yeah you know I've heard it said that we're just all part of this awareness yeah so we're almost like the universe trying to perceive itself mm. but we're trying to like separate just because we're like one little pocket, like mm. an ear or something, yeah. you know, one little eye. Yeah, it's like the droplet of water trying to separate from the river. You know? Exactly. Um, yeah, I mean, the, the, that's the whole, the Vedic sense of self. Yes. Is not an individual, not ego. It's mm. the universal self. Yeah. It's yeah. the oneness. Um, so when, you know, people hear that Vedic idea of worshipping self, they think it's just ego. You know, God yeah. is just the individual, but it's not an individual. It's just connecting to the fact that in us is everything. Yeah, and there's no um, need to fear. Yeah, there's no need to want. There's no need to, you know, no, have these kind of yeah, no need emotions. to resist. Yeah, yeah, no need to resist yeah. because you're resisting yourself. Yeah, right. You're you're fighting yourself. Yeah, and part of that is no need to resist the darkness. Yeah, we talked about how like yeah, often you're trying to run away, mm. ground yourself in something because you don't mm. want to deal with the trauma, no, the darkness. No. But that actually feeds it. Yeah. And, you know, sort of my journey has mm. sort of brought me to um, insight meditation, mm. Vipassana, okay. right? Yep, yep. Um, you heard of Vipassana? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah my mother went and did it. Oh, wow. Uh, what did he say? Recently. What did he say? I'm always mom. fascinated when people my, say... Because my mother, <laughs> she, uh, she meditates at least half an hour to an hour every day. My dad used to nice. do like three or four hours a day. Um, Amazing. But they're very anxious people. Yeah. Right. And this is why I was always against Buddhism and meditation. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Look at you. Why, why would I do something like that? Yeah, it's, like you're supposed working. to be perfect. Or whatever <laughs> yeah, you're you meant meditate. to. Like, yeah. can't, like she would be yelling at me while she's meditating. You know, yeah. Like, I don't know how you can get away with that. Yeah. But she went to the <laughs> She went to the Like, that's like, not the point, Mom. Yeah, yeah. And I, you know, I've had, I haven't done it myself. I have friends who do it and they're like, it's difficult because you're on of your course. own and it's mind-blowing and you're, you're left with your, your thoughts become, you know, who you are. You feel and it's in your face. And there's no yeah. escape from yourself. No. My my mum was like, yeah, it was nice. Yeah, it was nice. She was yeah. just completely like, it was like she didn't really, like she went yeah. there, she did it, she said, I had a great time. Well, she was completely unchanged. As it's far as it's easy to do that, yeah. right? Um, because like like you said, it's in your face, right? So yeah. you can you can go there and just relax. Yeah. You know, oh, I'm here for, you know, because they're, they're 10-day courses, yeah. the, the yeah. initial courses. You can go there and have a vacation. Right? Yeah. Um, Someone I know um, went there, and this person said, oh, yeah, man, I was distracted because I saw someone I was attracted to. Yeah. And then, yeah, at the last meditation, 
I walked out because I just couldn't stand the guy's voice anymore. <laughs> you know, yeah. and it's like, man, the whole thing's about acceptance. Yeah. You missed the, you missed it so yeah. far. Yeah. Like, you went in the like so you, you you created that defense mechanism, that yeah. shield, that kind of you you started to think about why you don't like something. Yeah. And, and that's it's about letting go. You know, yeah. it's about acceptance. The whole thing's you, about you accepting. You come in and think this is what it should be. And if it's yeah. not that, or I don't it like way. it, so therefore yeah. I can't do it. Yeah, you know, and it's like, that's, man. The point is to surrender. Yeah, the point really is. Um, yeah, yeah. I remember when I did the, uh, the ayahuasca dietas in, in the mm -hmm. jungle for mm -hmm. ten days, just sitting alone in the jungle. Yeah, the Amazon's so loud, mm -hmm. you know, and you don't really know what's going to happen to mm -hmm. you when you go through these experiences. Absolutely. Um, so it's the unknown. Yeah, and then it's, you, it's and a then real you, adventure. Yeah. Like it's 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 yeah. an exciting thing because it's it's an adventure into the self that you're just like. Wow, it is. Yeah, this is completely different. And, and I remember at some point because of that, I was trying to think, what should I get out of this? Like, am I doing it yeah. right? Yeah. Like that yeah. whole thing that I what think do our I need culture to look has. For? Yeah, do like I, yeah. you learn it from school. Like, what's yeah. the right way to do it? How, how do, do I, I get an A? <laughs> yeah. How do I get an A? How do I pass? What's it going to be? Your expectations. A for ayahuasca, right? Yeah. And and thinking like that just made it so difficult. Yeah, <laughs> it was so frustrating. But once yeah. you just said, you know, once you I'm surrender. just here, surrender, just here. That's it. And in a way, that taking that back into the busyness of the city, into life, is really something beautiful. And yeah, it's changing, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. you, it's so much of life. You're trying to get somewhere, and then once you get there, you say, "I'll be happy." But mm. really, you start with the happiness. Yeah. You know, and then you get there. Yeah. Um, that kind of conditional life where you've got to tick off certain boxes well, that's, before that's you're Well, that, that's how we're primed, yeah. right? That's yeah. how we're taught. Yeah. You know, you do this, yeah. you win. You yeah. do this, you lose, or you gain, or you, you know, all these kind of things. But like you said, the happiness is there. And the happiness yeah. is just being, just accepting mm. things as they are, mm. which is like the Vipassana practice, yeah. right? The whole thing is based around on how do you explore the mind mm. and liberate yourself, set yourself free from all of these cravings and aversions mm. that you've built up and the later you start, the harder it's gonna be. Yeah. But, you know, how do you set yourself free from all of that? Yeah. It's a big task. Um, and I mean, I haven't done ayahuasca yeah. Um, yeah. Or, or some of the like, peyote and DMT yeah, and that yeah. kind of stuff. I've done other stuff. I've done psychedelics yeah. um, a little bit, quite a bit, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, and, you know, uh, although I wouldn't sort of necessarily want to take back those experiences, they weren't that helpful yeah. when I compare them to Vipassana. Yeah. Because Vipassana really doesn't, you know, it's you're not taking anything you're sitting with the self and that's yep. it right yep. and I'm sure there's lots of things to be learned from all yeah, of those yeah, things yeah. especially um, I watch yeah. um, but you know I hear a lot of people talk about it like oh man you're gonna find your true self and yeah. you're gonna mother nature's gonna speak to you yeah. and the universe is gonna tell you your yeah. your your place and your story yeah I think man like you you're not sitting with reality man. yeah you know because I've, I've, I mean I haven't done it I've probably done it for like six years now. Yeah, I've done like probably the you know about three ten day courses and you know x amount of shorter courses. But like what I've gained from it has been the most valuable thing that I've ever done. Yeah, you know, and 
you know, there's people who um, don't like me doing it in a way um, or challenge me on it. And it's like, no, this is my thing. Like, I'm, I'm just going to do this because it's, it's, it helps me so much. Well, how do they challenge you? What's the... You know, um, why, why do you need to do that? Why don't you just face the real world and all that kind of stuff? Okay. And I try to explain, like, th this is self-psychology. This is me, yeah. this is me um, going into my mind and making sense of everything in yeah. an, an objective way, in a way where I'm not trying to fight it or push it away. I'm letting it dissolve and letting it settle and putting it, you know, letting it... Yeah, acceptance, right? Yeah, accepting it, Yeah, you know? And I guess um, you need that that space to be aware first because there's so many filters and blocks to awareness. Right. There are so many. You have no idea. Man. You know, we create them almost naturally. You know? Yeah, yeah. Um, unraveling those, is, it's hard, let alone accepting them. And yeah, yeah. exactly. I mean, the court, like the practice, the course, mm. right? They set it up in a way where you go for 10 days. Mm. I'm sure your brother, right? My um, mother, mother. Your yeah. mother, yeah. yeah. Um, I'm not sure if she told you about the course yeah. and all that kind of stuff, but you, it's silent. Mm. You go there, you have no possessions apart from your clothes. Mm. Um, you're not allowed to communicate. Um, you eat what they give you, you yeah. sleep when, when it's time to sleep. Yeah. You, you, you know, so you, you sort of take away all of these things that usually, um, that, that actually affect your mind, yeah. right? So communication, you have like, you could lie, mm. you could exaggerate, you could, you know, boast, whatever, just, just communicating has a massive effect on your mind. Oh, yeah, yeah. Just how you want to posture, how you want to you know, please someone, yeah. or like, you know, um, the food you eat, massive effect on yeah, your mind. Yeah, of course, yeah. Um, just everything that we do affects our mind so much, and having that, because on the course you do 100 hours of meditation, mm. you do 10 days, 10 hours a day, yeah. and you don't have any interaction, you know, or minimal, you know, unless it's an emergency, but... Um, you come to a place of stillness like you never have before mm. and it's unreal yeah it's like wow yeah. i never knew my mind could do this you feel your body in a completely different way yeah um you notice all of the vibrations all of the you know the deep feelings the, the pain the the everything yeah. everything you yeah. you can and, and then and in your mind importantly as well because you you observe on different levels. Mm. You observe your emotions, you observe your thoughts, you observe your feelings, your, your yep. physical feelings. So you observe them like you're observing them under a microscope mm. in, in like, you know, HD, right? <laughs> and it's like you've never done that before. It's never happened before. So do you walk out there feeling like, well, I never knew myself? You walk out of there you walk out of there thinking, I don't know myself. Okay. Like, it, you don't walk out feeling enlightened. Mm. You walk out having taken the first step. Okay. Which you kind of decide, am I going to do this or not? And I've, I've, you know, I've done it three times and, and talked to enough people as we were leaving and all that kind of stuff. You know, some people were like, nah, no way, man. This is not for me. Yeah. Most people are like, wow, this is unbelievable. Mm. Like, that was the most that was the most you know precious thing i've ever done mm. you know because what more is there to understand you know to sit with yourself in that sense really raw like uh, is there a simplicity to it in a way very simple yeah it's very simple yeah but very hard mm. right cuz you've got to 
it's 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 simple because the the technique takes you basically through observing your breath mm. to sharpen your mind then observing sensations and then adding a couple of other components like they call it aditan like mm. complete determination mm. and then metta like mm. which is loving kindness yeah um so it takes you through these levels and that's you know the sort of vipassana and it's kind of basic yeah right but that's what the buddha um, yeah, yeah, yeah. supposedly taught um without the buddhism without the religion around mm. it without the you know anything it's just techniques and to stay in that space you know to stay on those techniques is very mm. difficult you know you sit there after the i think it's i think it's on the third day you start to get really sore you've been sitting for 20 hours yeah. 30 hours and you're like man this really hurts so your mind is getting distracted by pain mm. and um you're telling yourself things like oh man do i should am i going to make 10 days yeah. you know am yeah. i should i just leave now and they 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 really try not to let you leave mm. because you're going to miss everything mm. right it's kind of like you got to be broken in yeah. yeah um and yeah it just um yeah it, beco- it just becomes this process of unraveling mm. right through you need to maintain the effort the effort is the big thing if you can maintain that you start to get the fruits right you start to get to the depth of yourself do you find that that painful period that mm. three day painful period is a bit helpful in the sense it's it's you you you're focused on the pain so you're mm. focused on your body on your sensations yeah, yeah, pain absolutely. is such a pure powerful it's massive sensation yeah. yeah and it's it's kind of like your way out mm. you know like oh i'm feeling pain man i should just move which breaks your concentration mm. you need to you need like 15 minutes 20 minutes to settle your mind back down to mm. be calm again just from a simple movement yeah. right um but you learn like i did on the first course um that you learn to accept pain in mm. such a way that you see what pain is mm. and instead of trying to get away from pain yeah yeah it. we're always trying to escape and yeah. that, and that's that's what they talk about yeah. the craving and aversion yeah like so that's on, sort of like a reaction almost yeah. resistance pain, yeah yeah i don't want this yeah and it's yeah. it's a natural instinct right desire, desire. you're sitting with yeah. your legs crossed yeah you're not gonna die yeah. you know what i mean yeah. like your ankle hurts your knee hurts you're not gonna die so back surgery you just get a dead leg right <laughs> and you see yeah. like um all the new guys like cuz the course is usually um what do they say like 80% new people and yeah. then 20% like yeah. the the ones who've done it before yeah and you see all the new guys after the first couple of hours or the first day everyone's got like 10 cushions under each yeah, knee yeah, and yeah, like yeah. everyone's like got this fortress of like this <laughs> palace yeah. of like um you know cushions and pillows and yep. stuff and blankets to to sit and try to be comfortable mm. but yeah that has to be let go of because yeah. the more comfortable you are the duller your mind gets yeah, of so, so interesting yeah so yeah. you can't rest your back so you've got to go through the pain you got to go through the pain yeah. you got to accept the pain mm. sounds similar to, f- to fasting in a way like i've had that experience yeah. like a 5 6 day fast the yeah. third day it's your body's like just saying you know what what are you doing yeah and it's yeah. just complete pain yeah um cuz you need to override that natural yeah. instinct cuz you know you're going to eat again well, so you, you're just like all of a sudden it's not, it's not about goals or life or plans or you're just sitting there with two choices do i break the fast or do i continue with the pain yeah. 
It's just really, life is black and white. You're not thinking about who you are, your yeah. life outside this. Yeah, and yeah. It's just, do I eat or do I not? And yeah, like uh, you choose not to eat and the pain changes. Yeah. It doesn't go away, but it changes. Yeah. Or at least your relationship with it changes. It becomes part of you, you know? Yeah. I had a little bit of an experience with that recently because yeah. I lost, like I told you, right, I lost, yeah. I lost um, basically about 17 kg okay. in three months. Yeah. I lost 10 kg in yeah. one month. Yeah. Um, so I was on a really low calorie diet and the first couple of days it was like, <laughs> oh my God, yeah. like yeah. Uh, this is just painful. Yeah. But then it becomes empowering. Mm. Um, so you start to feel like, First of all, you start to feel very clear-minded, yes, right? Like yeah. you probably experienced yeah. that on the fast day. Yeah. What, what day was that that you sort of... Was it towards like day five or... Yeah, like day four. Yeah, you have to kind of go yeah. through almost a week of it, yeah. right? And, and the first period is your body just... You can't do, like you can't do anything. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like you're just going to do anything. All the plans you had about even basic day-to-day tasks, you yeah. can't do them. Your body's weak. Yeah. And then the pain hits and the reactions, the tremors or whatever. Yeah. All this stuff in your system starts coming yeah, out. Yeah. And then... Your mind just is just like what? It's what? like you have to purge, right? You have yeah. to you have to detox yeah. this stuff yeah. out. Like for me, it just just opened up. Like wow, my I need to be eating not just to fill my stomach or for taste. It's for like my mood, my soul, my and awareness. Why do I eat? Yeah, <laughs> you know yeah. why yeah. do I eat? It's like, so powerful. Like the way food affects you. Right? Yeah, it's amazing. Um, and that's like what I was that. going back to, like yeah. with the the meditation stuff. Yeah. Like since. On the course, you just you you just kind of notice the whole, um, you know, the environment, and that yeah. makes you get still and all that kind of stuff, yeah. and you, you feel wow, that's amazing. But then when you come out, if you continue to practice, yeah. you start to notice, okay, oh man, when I eat this food, this is just you know this this just blows my mind. Like it just creates so much chaos. Mm. I remember I came out of was it the first one? I think it was the first course I came out. And um, I, I met with my wife, and we had had Indian food. And like I was saying earlier, it's my favorite food, right? Yeah, yeah. So we went and had South Indian food, yeah, yeah. spices, uh, oil, yeah. like carbs, all that kind of stuff. And literally, my experience of, because basically they tell you to practice, at like basically one hour in the morning, one hour at night when you leave, if yeah. you want to continue to practice. Yeah. So I was like, yeah, hell yeah, I'm going to yeah. do that. Um, I remember we went to eat, and then that night, actually it was the second time because I was in Australia. Um, so that night, my meditation, as I sat down for that hour, the whole hour was complete agitation. Mm. It Like seriously, like every time I closed my eyes, it was almost like relating it to if you're drunk and you mm. close your eyes and the room spins, you got to open your eyes, yeah, right? Yeah. It was like that, but with agitation. It was yeah. so weird. It was like I just wanted to, I just wanted to move. I wanted to yeah. do something. So every time I tried to get still, no. And what, what was your, in your mind? What was your mind space? My mind space, it, it was just agitated. Yeah. It was just like, like I really wanted to do the practice mentally, yeah. right? But my body, it was my body. Okay. It was my body. It just felt like it was on fire. Yeah. It felt like uh, it was being pulled apart. You know, yeah. Um, yeah. coming from 10 days of purity and then going into like, <laughs> yeah, that's what that food's for. Like, yeah. you look at 
you know, you go to stimulate those, to yeah. You go to those Brahmin restaurants; they have NOG on the menu, no onion, garlic. Yeah, yeah, you know, because exactly. Certain foods because they're stimulants, right? Yeah, yeah, and yeah. and I, when I was doing um, the cactus in the Andes, um, I was like, they said they have these rituals that they used to do where you go up to the mountain and you talk to the mountain. You get to a state of yeah, wow. stillness and silence. It's five thousand meters in the snow. You sit there for four days on your own. Did you do that? No, no, okay. because I, I did the one w one day walk and I nearly died. Like, <laughs> yeah. The idea of four days, like there's no um, tracks, no trails. You just have to find a way to climb down the mountain during a snowstorm. Yeah. Find your own cave. Yeah. They don't bring packs and heat packs. You they just, just go up with whatever you can carry. Yeah. Um, it's like minus 15 degrees. Yeah, wow. You just survive. You trust, completely trust. You trust the, the process. Will, yeah, and the yeah. mountain will take care yeah. of you. They, had, they used to have a ceremony where you'd go and stand with a rock in a lightning storm and let yourself get hit by lightning three times. And if you survived, it meant the mountain trusted you. <laughs> so it's this complete trust, you know. Yeah, man. And they, they live there, they grow up there. Like Where is that? This is um, in Peru, Peru, the Keros people out there. Yeah. So the guy was, my friend was telling me, look, um, yeah, we don't do a lot of the rituals anymore. And he's talking about like, how their diet changed. Like his generation eat onion and garlic. Yep. They didn't have that back I then. I didn't know they did that in Peru as well. I thought it was just Buddhism that they didn't eat onion and garlic. That's interesting. No, they said it was a generation ago mm. because it wasn't accessible for them. Mostly. Oh, okay. But then it got introduced and he said that, you know... And they did it because of the, the stimulant thing? or No, I mean, the their, their diet um, was basically what you could grow okay, on the mountains, okay. which is right. yams, there's a few fruit, yeah. you know. Okay. Um, they don't eat meat, so they don't eat the animals around there. Yeah. Um, but when onion and garlic was introduced, they started eating it. They mm. changed what rituals they could do on the mountain. They couldn't hear the voice anymore. Yeah, interesting. Um, it yeah. was like a damp a fog. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Something blurs the reception. Yeah, it really does fire up your body. Yeah. Onion and garlic and just want you to yeah. do physical. Well, the Buddhists things. say that it's, it it um, causes too much craving. Yeah, exactly. it's a fire. Like it yeah. causes craving. Yeah. It, um, the agitation. And yeah. Yeah. I guess there's a place for that sometimes. Like yeah. to, to have fire, you need fire sometimes and yeah, desire. Yeah. But we have it every day, right? Onion and garlic's in yeah. everything. Yeah. Well, we, we do a lot of things that are just... I mean, I, I, I think about this a lot because yeah. it's, it's such an important sort of... Um, um, such an important part of my life, right? I think about it a lot, like how how we're moving away from that stillness, that groundedness, that balance mm. that we're, we're sort mm. of talking about, how society is maybe set up for that, for, for us not to be still, yep. or maybe it's yeah. just part of the process, part of the chaos yeah. that is just life. Um, but yeah, everything. Like, I mean, you get resistance for not wanting to drink alcohol. Yeah. You know? I thought I'd never give up alcohol. Yeah. Not that I was an alcoholic, yeah. but... I enjoy whiskey, yeah. some nice beer, yeah. um, every now and then. Um, but recently I haven't had hardly any, mm. right? Um, but you, you get resistance. You go, yeah. what? Come on, man, just have a beer, you know, just do this, you know? Yeah. And then when, you know, if you if you sort of explain why, like, so I just want to, it's part of my practice, I want to be clear-headed, yeah. you know, I want to reach further depths. Yeah. Like, what the hell are you talking about, yeah. man? You're going off the deep end. Yeah. And it's... A lot of people think of it that way. Yeah. They sort of look at you and they're like, why would you even bother? Yeah. Like, why are you sitting there, man? Come, at, like, because I do it all the time, like every day. I haven't skipped 
I haven't skipped a day because it's that important to me. Yeah. But it's like, why you get, just come out and you know, if I'm at a, some sort of like you know getaway yeah. or whatever, I'm like, no, I'm gonna sit. You know, can you just leave me for you, this? You think it's just let me do most disturbed by the stillness? I think it bring no. I think it. Yeah. I think it. Well, I don't know. I don't think so because I'm not perfect, right? Yeah. But I think what it does is it brings out something in them that's like I'm running. Mm. Like you're not gonna have alcohol yeah. and party with us yeah. because you want to be good. Yeah. I don't want to face the fact that I'm trying to hide. You know what I mean? So yeah. so people are like sort of feel defensive about it because of themselves. You saying maybe in a way that they can't stop or say no, they find it very hard. So they, well, they just no. know that it's bad. Okay. And they sh they they're using it. Yeah. You know. Uh, so there's there's this other layer of them which has some sense or instinctually because to them yeah, like to as them. in yeah it's exposing yeah. them yeah you know it's 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 chat it's prodding their ego. yeah it's, it's like because everyone wants to be good right everyone yeah, yeah. Mm. unless you've lost the balance of your mind yeah like a little bit or a lot like yeah. you, you everyone wants to be good everyone wants to be a good person yeah. you know everyone wants to be healthy everyone wants to be peaceful you know um so if if you're running from something and you're using something and someone doesn't do that thing, yeah. it's kind of like, no man, I don't like that person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I don't like that behavior because yeah. it's not, you know, you're not, you're not enjoying this with us. Okay. You're not right. joining in with us. Yeah, it's like it's like people when they try to persuade you to do the job that they do because yeah. they're not actually trying to persuade you. They're actually trying to legitimize it to themselves. Yeah, that, yeah, oh, yeah. This is actually a good job. Yeah, and yeah, it's yeah. the same thing here. Like, yeah. Oh. Drink alcohol. Yeah. Well, okay, I'll have some too. Yeah, yeah. See, it's all good. Right? Yeah. All yeah. 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 So yeah. There's, yeah. That, that, that. there's like a strong narrative in society, at least our society, about um, no choice. You know, like, mm. like just you can, join you complain in. about your life. Like, this is really tough, but I've got no choice. I have to work. Yeah, I have, have to, to do drink. this. I ha like yeah. that have to yeah. narrative. Yep. Yeah. Is be a sport sport. Yeah, I have to. Yeah. yeah. Or like I have, like, because I, I don't eat meat either. Yeah. Right. And. Um, a lot of people say, oh, yeah, you know, I'd, I'd love to be vegetarian, but, you know, um, I can't, man, because my wife yeah. cooks or my mom cooks or something like that. It's like, man, that's no excuse, man. Yeah. You know, yeah. like, sure, you like you care about the way they feel or whatever, yeah. but no, that's an excuse, no. man. That really is. Like, like for me, like, apart from the alcohol or meat or the thing, it, it, even more unhelpful is the I, I have to, I can't story behind that's it. That's it. Like that's if it. you just admit it's your choice, like, yeah, like, yeah, or it's your, yeah. it's your habit. Like, yeah, that's so, it. so if you, you drink or you don't drink or eat or you don't eat, yeah. being able to saying I can, mm. I, you know, I don't have to, I can. Yeah, it's it's such mm. a difference in life approach it, to life. It is. Um, it but is. then you have to look back and realize everything I'm doing, I'm choosing to do. Exactly. So why am I unhappy? Yeah, exactly. And that's where acceptance comes in, like. If everything I do, even the things that I don't particularly like that I'm doing, you got to accept that you're doing them and they're messing yeah. you up. Yeah, but in, in some sense, I'm choosing to do yeah, this, and you're not being the person that you want to be. Yeah, right. You got to accept that. I know for mm. me, sometimes I say, I'm choosing to do this. Mm. Maybe it's not ideal, but this is the season I'm in. Yeah, and by yeah. saying I'm choosing to do this, it kind yeah. of acknowledges that I don't have to do this. Yeah, um, but also I'm choosing to do this means I'm I'm alive. I'm choosing to live. Like, for me, a big moment of groundness was I was doing the cactus work on the mountains in mm. Peru. 
And I remember feeling like the mountain was saying, why don't you stay up here? If you're so happy, if you're feeling the connectedness and stillness, if you're feeling almost perfection, why not stay up here? Yeah. I'm like, if I stay up, I'm going to die. Like, if I stay up here, like, even for an afternoon, I'm going to die once the yeah. sun sets. And I'm like, so? Why not? Why yeah. not die and just be up here? Yeah. And why not experience this pure happiness? Yeah, yeah. forever. You'll be yeah. up here. For, you'll, you'll, your soul will leave your body. You'll be perfect forever. And you'll, you'll die happy and you'll stay yeah. in a happy place yeah. or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. And then yeah. I'm like, yeah, why not? And then I realized, no, I, I'm going to go down the mountain again. Yeah. Because there's a reason why I'm existing as this person. And yeah. I've got people right. and things I want to do. Yeah. But then when I went down, I was like, I'm choosing all the imperfections and unhappiness in my life. And after that, when I went down, I felt... In a, not happier, it's like I'd left behind this happiness and I've chosen the imperfect, often unhappy life. Mm, mm. And by choosing the, that, I'm choosing who I am and I'm at peace. I was at peace for them after that. I didn't feel like a lot of the things in my life were burdens imposed on me. They were okay. things I had chosen, a path okay. I had chosen. That's a really cool way. Um, sort of and after that, I learned a lot of those things are going to come and go. Yeah. You know, so there was, an, there was the acceptance there. Yeah, accepting. Did you feel like you, because you kind of, sort of explained it but do you feel in some way like you chose the work like as in I'm gonna go down and I'm gonna work on myself it's the work of, of living a life yeah that is yeah. gonna end like a story you know what I mean like yeah the, be the beautiful <laughs> thing is like I could have died on the mountain but I'm choosing not to I'm choosing to die another yeah. way yeah so I'm or wh whenever that happens You're choosing to, be, to have the experience yeah, yeah whenever that happens to be like a month from now a day from now 50 years from now I've chosen that, that. Yeah. and so it is work. Like life is that work yeah. of awareness yeah. and acceptance. Um, well, it's like coming back to that quote: "Like life is suffering." Yeah. Right. Yeah. So you you cho you're sort of choosing that and accepting that. Okay, yeah. there's going to be ups and downs. There's going to I'm yeah. making choices, and I'm going to go this way and that yeah. way. But and it takes the burden of the suffering yeah. away. Yeah. I think. Um, yeah. And the the key, like I really think, is the acceptance. Mm. Right. Accepting that you're going to have to work. Accepting that. You are making these choices, yeah. accepting the good and the bad, all the imperfections, yeah. all the goodness, you know. Well, when we had that thing in our podcast before, the part before about the piece of shit mantra, you know, mm. like I'm a piece of shit, I'm a piece, like, like saying, it, you know, it was saying mm. it kind of facetiously, but once you can admit your errors or your faults without a sense of crippling guilt and judgment, then you start to find acceptance. Absolutely. And then you let them go. Absolutely. Um, and so for me, like I agree, like acceptance isn't just this kind of like wishy-washy, no. new age idea. It is work, and it's not sort of um, detaching from the responsibility of your actions, no. right? No. But it's more like if I do do something wrong, mm. then I accept that, yeah. and I accept the consequences and all that yeah. kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, and you you go through it. Like for me, a lot of life is like I've got to go through things mm. rather than always just avoid things. You know, like. There's a choice here. This is going to be hard. I'll just avoid the hard stuff and try mm. just ducking and covering from life mm. for so long. I realized, no, I can go through it. And I can. I can go through it and I'll come and out after the other you, side. A lot of the time you go through it and you're like, oh, that wasn't so bad. Yeah. Right? Yeah. But yeah. it wasn't what you thought it was. Yeah. Because right. we paint the narrative, right? Yeah. We, the story. We the barrier and the story and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. The storytelling becomes, it's, it's so beautiful to be able to tell a story and realize you don't have to tell it. You can change it. Um, so yeah, I, I guess. So I mean, like, so in, in a sense, like stories and all the stories that we tell ourselves are the, yeah, they 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 are the resistance itself, right? 
Yeah, they're part. They're, they're, yeah, they are the resistance. Well, they, they, they're part build of the up resistance. the skills that yeah. full yeah. resistance with, and you can start mm. acting through that story and go, mm. "Oh, I don't have a choice, or yeah. I don't have that possibility, so I have to do this." Yeah. And, and and then you feel resigned to that. Mm. Yeah, because yeah. yeah. I think in many ways, like the story is related to the problem where, like, if you look at the story as the narrative and the 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 the, the problem, right? The story is the past and the future. Mm. And that's why there's all this work on be present, be yeah. mindful, be yeah. in the moment, right? Because the story is, oh, yeah, well, you know, this happened to me and mm. I'm such a you know, victim or whatever, right? Yeah. Or, or I fear because this happened before or whatever. And then in the future, it's I want to get this, yeah. right? So you have, so it's almost like the craving is in the future yeah. and the aversions in the in past. The past yeah. And then you're sort of trying to move towards what you do want and away from what you don't want yeah. and what happened and etc. Mm. And um, that's all an illusion. Yeah. It really is. It, it really is all an illusion. Yeah. And um, I think the, pow the powerful process that I learned through meditation and continue to practice is by observing all those three things like yeah. the breath, the, the thoughts and the, the feelings, um, you start to really get to the point where you just, it's like you're watching a TV. Not in a way where you're sort of like, I mean, some people might say, oh, you're out of reality and all mm. that kind of stuff. But when a thought comes in, you really just go, oh, angry thought. Yeah. And you don't become the anger. Yeah. Yeah. But if you're angry, you've already become the anger. Yeah. Right? So just learning that tool has mm. like literally saved me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Cuz you know, you you have these depressive thoughts, angry yeah. thoughts, all these kind of thoughts that come in, all these feelings, so emotions. You don't own them. No. It's just separation between you and the thought, right? Mm. Yeah. Yeah. It's like there's one quote that's um um welcome them in, just don't serve them tea. Yeah. You know, yeah. let them in, just don't serve them tea. So don't 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 you know, play into it. Mm. Yeah. Don't yeah. be you're not your emotions. Yeah. And it's like, yeah. I've got a family member who's, I mean, you know, like I said, my upbringing wasn't great, mm. so all of us are a bit, yeah, here and there, but um, one who's dealing with a lot of stuff and has a lot of thoughts that I had back then, you know, like, I'd, I don't know if I can do this and, you know, like, what's the point and all that kind of stuff. But I can really see how they're trapped in their thoughts. Mm. They've become the depression. They've yep. become the fear. They've yep. become this... You know, don't know what to do now. Yeah. You know, um, but they they've got their whole life ahead of them. Yeah. You know, and I, I think do you find what well, do you think that when you have these thoughts and you own them and you, they become who you are, you're left in a state of kind of desire. What, what do you mean? Well, like if you know you're thinking, I, I feel sad. Mm. I'm unhappy. I'm miserable. It's oh, a that, thought, leaves, it's a that leaves to and the desire. That in the end, you're just a desire. desire. Yeah, desire. because you desire, desire to be out of that. Yeah. Whereas if you accept that, if you accept it like, oh, there's sadness. Mm. Okay, what is sadness? Not in the logical term, yeah. but like, let me feel into it. Yeah. Right? And yeah. then sadness actually passes. Yeah. So you don't hold it there. No. You don't go, hey, sadness, stay with me because I'm sad. And now I have sadness a lot, so I'm a sad person. Yeah, and then you the get identity, a yeah. tattoo of a tear on your body <laughs> yeah. or something. You know what I mean? Like, and you become yeah. the sadness. Yeah. It's like, no, 
everything comes and goes through us. Yeah. We're just there to observe it. And sometimes the sadness is gone, but you're still identifying with it. You bring it back. Yeah. You, you know, I had this experience when I was, I was really angry one day. I was angry and I was saying I'm angry and I was thinking yeah. about the thing that made me angry yeah. and I'm feeling and then I just thought these are just thoughts yeah. and I started thinking about these thoughts and I just where do they come from I think I just ate like a really bad burger <laughs> that was when the anger started like the feeling started so it was yeah. just something I ate yeah. in my stomach kicked mm. off something in me there you go that the food made that, me angry right, yeah that kicks off the fire in the mind yeah yeah, yeah. and then yeah. I thought well okay how long is it going to take for this onions, man. I don't know. It was bad meat. Or maybe I ate it in an angry way. I don't know. <laughs> Too but fast, like, man. Yeah. And then I just thought, you know what? This will digest through my system mm -hmm. and then I won't be angry. And it was like all my reality changed. All those people that were pissing me off, all these mm. issues that I had in my head, I realized were just because of a, it's just just a, a fucking burger. burger. Yeah. yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it was it so liberating. Can, what, what it shows you, though, is that when you're, when you're able to do that separation, you can yeah. pinpoint cause and effect yeah. in a much yeah. more precise way. And that, that's yeah. the skill. Yeah. Right. That's the skill. That's what I, I, yeah. I feel like everyone needs to, everyone needs to do that. Mm. Because, you know, people, I've had people who have done the course, mm. you know, or people who listen to me talk about it, or people, you know, who've never done it, mm. never really heard about it. And some people, you know, a lot of people are like, oh, that's not for me. Mm. And you're like, what do you mean? So observing your thoughts, feelings, and emotions objectively and balancing your mind to be calm and peaceful is not for you. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, what, what's yeah. not for you, yeah. man? Yeah. Like, I get it, maybe sitting for 10 hours a day or, you know, them chanting a thing to, to, to cause, like, a peaceful vibration or whatever, maybe that's not for you, but that's not what the practice yeah. is. The practice yeah. is you knowing yourself yeah. and working and letting these things pass through you. Yeah, Not attaching yeah. to the... Every little, the wind blows and you're like, oh. yeah, yeah. A leaf blew in my face. I'm yeah. pissed off now. You know. Well, you know, you'd know this when you're depressed. But when you wake up in the morning as a depressed person or anxious person, the thoughts are already there yeah. about how hard life is and how yeah. you haven't even done anything. You've just woken yeah. up because it's a conditioning. Yeah, yeah. You've you've made it so strong. Yeah, and and and, and then and then what chance do you have? That you've identified that with it. Yeah. So it's become rock. It's yeah. become so solid. Yeah, reality. Um, and, and you know, it's not just for pasta. There's lots of almost every tradition has this has some kind of practice where you just cut off from everything and just be. You be still. Yeah, like yeah. the Native American thing where you five meters square, like you know, take you up a mountain, a piece of string five meters square, you know, around you, and you have to sit in that five square meters. For three or four days, yeah, not well. eat, not move, yeah, well. do whatever you want, but we'll come back in five days and see how yeah. you were. Yeah. So yeah. just write it out. Just be there, and after a while, you Learn stop. What's real? Yeah, you basically. stop pacing like mm. a lion. After a while, you sit. I think. Well, I think <sighs> what that is, is is surrendering to nature. Mm. Yeah, surrendering to what is, not what you think is. Because sitting yeah. in that five meters yeah. is like a prison cell, right? Yeah, yeah. You and resist. you're ex probably exposed to the elements or whatever. Yeah. So you. You basically, first of all, you're going to get there and go, I'm a bit cold. <laughs> or, <laughs> yeah, or, or, did I eat enough? Like, yeah, I did not yeah. eat for five days. You know, where do I go to It's the all toilet? about protecting yeah. yourself yeah. from yeah. what's around you, yeah. right? Yeah. But then I notice, yeah, like, yeah. what happens if it rains? What if I get... Yeah. But the, the thing yeah. is, after a while, if you... I've done this, when you just focus on nature, it brings you back inside yourself. You have to be present. Right? Yeah, it just brings you back yeah. to yourself, back to yourself, like... That's the amazing well, thing are, about right? Yeah, yeah. It's the fact that we're sitting on a laminated floor yeah. in an office building yeah. in a 
city, yeah. <laughs> you know what yeah. I mean, yeah. with lights on and, yeah. and it's already dark outside. Yeah. It's all these things that are just taking us away from, yeah. from yeah. nature. That's right. We should yeah. be sleeping in the dirt. We should be asleep. We're going to sleep now, you know. It's, yeah. the, it's getting dark. Yeah. yeah. But we're not. Yeah. All these things are... It's interesting. You know, I really have that minimal mindset. Um, I want to live my life in the way that I'm as close to simplicity as possible, mm. as close to nature as possible. Um, but it's tough. Well, I think... you've when you start to Especially let go especially when you have a partner man it's tough yeah because yeah. they don't want that no, they want all no, the trimmings man no <laughs> you know but I, for me I, I've I, I was in a point where I was really loving the space of stillness in me and that awareness and I didn't really want to go back to life to a certain relationships and was that issues with families a, a course or the no I was doing a lot adventures? of um, the ayahuasca at that time yeah. and uh, my daughter was I think one you know that age and i just didn't want to deal with certain family relationships professional work like going back to work like why am i yeah in this yeah. environment and then i after, but after a while i started this is with the work on the mountains with the cactus i started to realize i could bring the stillness within me like i didn't need to just completely control the environment around me yeah. i could you didn't need to be there yeah yeah i, I could be in a bar lesson yeah in a bar with alcohol whatever and Still have that stillness is yeah. there. Yeah. I could be out in nature, connecting. The stillness is there. I think that's why um, those uh, those experiences are there. Yeah, yeah. To show you that it's always there. Yeah, like that's something I learned. You just you just there. haven't seen it. Yeah. So the story I had of oh, I've got to preserve the stillness now that I found is yeah. just another narrative of like I've caught something how to hold on to it. It's another desire. That's another gonna, desire that's for enlightenment or suffering. whatever. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I stopped chasing so much, mm. like, and just accept where I am. And sometimes, like you know, I'm. You're moving house, new job. It's like life's crazy. In the past, it'd be like, oh man, I gotta be still. I gotta meditate. Like this is what I'm going through this phase, mm. and I'll get it's. I'll get back to a still phase mm. later on. You know, don't don't resist what's coming at me right yeah. now. Yeah, yeah. And I'm I'm really. It makes me more thankful because when you do have a life where you don't have a lot of trauma or pressure, you're like, man, I'm so grateful for mm. this because it's not necessarily gonna last. Life's going to throw something else at you. Well, you that's that. life. That, yeah. it, that actually is life, right? Like, they coming back to it. Life is suffering. Yeah. Right? Because yeah. at the end of the day, you live your life and things, people who are close to you die and yeah. you will die. Yeah. They, these are the rules, yeah. right? These are the yeah. laws. Um, we, we, we haven't broke them yet, right? No. As we, we haven't know. escaped oh, it. Not that we know of, but, but it's, a, it's a gift though. Knowing that it ends makes you really want to appreciate. Yeah, I think for me, rather than try hold on. Like I was talking to Kath about this. Like one of my philosophies of life comes from like, like football, like rugby. Like life's like catch and pass. Mm. Like you're playing rugby, you're in a line. They pass the ball to you. You've got to be ready for your turn. Yeah, you've got to be ready. You got to catch it. You mm. can't be looking at something else. Yeah. Here it comes. But also, once you've got it, you can't hold on to it. No. You've got to be ready to pass at the right time. You've got to run for a bit. Yeah, and then, then you pass. pass it on. So like life, the good comes to you, you've got to be ready for it, but you've got to also be ready to let it go. Mm. The bad comes to you, you can't drop the ball, you've got to catch the bad as well, mm. and then you let it go. And then you just go through life catching and passing, catching and passing, and then your life is over. You're caught, you're past. So for me, that's just really liberating. I don't, Think about trying to hold on to the good or resist the bad. Mm. Catch it and pass it along. It's not easy to do. No. 
because um, I wasn't raised that way. It's not easy to do as well. Like even having that, you know, sort of. I mean, you've had a lot of experiences with 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 stuff like the yeah. cactus and the yeah. ayahuasca and stuff. Um, it's not easy to do. Um, whether you have a practice or not, you know. Um, but if you don't have a practice, mm. like something that checks you in, yeah, you know what I mean. Because yeah. it's like like what people describe like um, mm. the meditation, like mm. the observation. It's like. Hey man, you shower every day, hopefully, right? But <laughs> um, you don't do anything for your mind. Yeah. And even if you think, no, I'll check in with that good thought or I'll accept that thing, that's just on the surface. Yeah. Right? What about the unconscious? Mm. What about the things that you're pushing to the side a little bit? You know, um, these are the things that through sitting every day in stillness, mm. yeah. like sometimes they don't come up. Because you can't control what comes up, right? Mm. You're just sitting, observing. If the thing doesn't float up, then you're not going to observe it, yeah. right? So someday it might be pain, someday it might be this, yeah. that, the other, and it's all, and you sort of start to feel or piece together the connection between why you're feeling pain and you're resisting it in yeah. your hip or yeah. something like that, you yeah. know? And I mean, it gets pretty. So does this come back? I, I guess I was just interested in how meditation is related to embodiment because embodiment yeah. is like we're here in the world. Yeah. This is our physical body. Mm, mm. We're using it in a particular way. Mm. And it seems that what Wing Chun does is, at least the eternal one, is it connects something mm. quite deep um, within you to something external, something which can be visible, given mm. out, right? And, yeah, and I think... Yeah, how do you relate those two yeah. in your own practice of both yeah, yeah. Well, where I'm at now, sort of, in meditation and, and even Wing Chun, um, I, I feel like, well, through the practice of meditation, you, it, it's, it's more physical at first, mm. right? Because you're sitting, and you've got to sit there for long periods of time, and it just wears on the body. But actually, your body kind of dissolves, yeah. right? Um, to a point where you're feeling the sensations, but it doesn't feel like a body. And it doesn't feel like there's an arm there. It just feels, you you, you don't even associate arm. It's just mm. sensation, another sensation, another sensation. Mm. So you become quite light. You become quite free of the body. And I think that happens over a course of practicing meditation quite frequently and, you know, um, diligently. Um, so you get to a point where you sort of step up from that base level of oh it hurts and all that kind of stuff and accepting all that pain and then you and then you start to get into deeper levels which ultimately goes into the mind right because mm -hmm. the mind is the ultimate thing that we're trying to um, deal with. Um, it's like I, I when I first when I first did the meditation, um, the course, I had. Um, a guy from Burma who was like a monk and he was leading, the, I think I told you, he was leading the course, mm. like you always have one sort of main guy who's an elder or yeah. someone who's been around. Um, and, uh, you know, through understanding the course and they're talking about pain and accepting and the sensations and all that kind of stuff. And after I said, uh, I talked to him and I said, hey, like, so, so I could, I should, in a way, like you should just try to feel as much pain as possible, right? 
And he was like, whoa, <laughs> you know, just yeah. don't, don't go down that yeah. path. Because yeah. it was like, if pain is the route to, to the mind <laughs> and to, to liberation, more, more, more. Yeah. Then, then shouldn't <laughs> I just sort of like, you know, like sit in a position that really hurts and yeah. just go through the fire? Yeah. And he was like, no. <laughs> he was yeah. like, he, he, he smiled. Yeah. It was a very sweet smile. Yeah. And he was like, like, yeah. boy, you yeah. don't want to do that. Yeah. Um, and, you know, it's, so it, it was, it's about the balance, mm. right? Um, yeah, but because that's another kind of forcing, isn't it? Like, yeah. Know, things are, it's like well, you want to achieve. Yeah. You want to get somewhere. Yeah. You want to get the result. Um, but the result comes through the process, not the result. Just right. like in Wichon. Yeah, so it's, well. it's almost, if the pain comes, it will come up. But don't mm. try to then be painful so, yeah, that, so yeah. that you can get over that. Don't try to own pain because yeah. you can't. You've got to just accept it. Yeah, it's that goal-oriented thing coming back, right? Yeah. Maximize. Like, how can I win? How can yeah. I get an A yeah. <laughs> on liberation? Get the most out of it, the profit. Yeah. yeah. Making the most out of life, you know, that whole attitude. So I guess working through the body is, is just a tool to liberate, mm. to, to get deeper into yourself mm. and really get at the core. Because, yeah. you know, like they say all the time, you're not your body. And your body will dissolve and your body's going to mm. fall off and fall apart and all that kind of stuff, you know. Um, well, there's that meditation where you go through envisaging decay and entropy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I forgot the name, but you just... A corpse, isn't it? No. Yeah. Well, you're basically well, imagining like a corpse. Yeah. Your okay. body deteriorating into nothing. Yeah. Like over hours, you're just imagining everything yeah, falling like apart. The, maybe the Tibetan and stuff. Yeah. Um, but yeah, there's a lot of... That's quite prevalent in Buddhism. Yeah. Like when you become a monk... They, uh, the Thai uh, and forest traditions, mm. they, they have you burn a body mm. and you sit there next mm. to the body and you meditate in the forest next yeah. to the burning body yeah. all night. until. Yeah. So you make sure it stays and it burns, yeah. but also you do the death meditation, yeah. which is like the contemplation of that is going to be me. Yeah. And you know that's what it looks like, yeah, that's yeah. how it smells and... Well, maybe that ties up a lot of what we're talking about because you can't talk about, I guess, groundedness, acceptance, letting go, the body, the mind, without dealing with mortality, really. Mm. The end, you know? Mm. Like, even desire. That's the ultimate acceptance. Yeah, yeah. That's really, you're right, because that's what they talk about in the practice mm. is accepting death mm. and actually preparing for death. Yeah. Like, they talk about it a lot in the... Tibetan tradition, mm. um, just really, really preparing yourself for death. Yeah. Because when you go, um, you know, who knows about what happens after, mm. right? And I'm, I'm quite skeptical, mm. which is why I didn't think like meditation would really be like something I'd be so into. Yeah. You know, I'm quite like I need to see it, feel yeah. it, yeah. kind of thing. And even then, I doubt. Right. Yeah. Um, lost my train of thought yeah what, well, was, with, what was i saying with death how they with would focus death. on yeah, death yeah with death um so the ultimate thing is how to how to how to come to terms and accept death mm. um and that's really what you're working towards because when you leave when you die they say that the most important thing is the mindset when you die mm. if you accept the the death the mm. sensation of death and all the the feelings that happen with it um, they say then 
if you've done the work and you do that and you accept, then you you elevate, mm. right? Otherwise, you get sent back in or yeah, whatever yeah. happens, right? But but even just the thought of if I die and resist death, man, that means if I'm conscious after, I'm just going to be in a state of like resistance yeah, and pain, resisting, which yeah. is which sounds like hell, right? Yeah, yeah. Like literally, yeah. sounds like what hell is. Yeah. So it's kind of like it's a bit of a. I don't think about it too much because maybe I'm not on that level yet. But yeah. it's a. Uh, it's a scary thought in some ways, right? Like how you leave this world, like what, what mindset you're in as you pass over. But it, we're we're all in every moment leaving this world. Like every second yeah. breath, every breath yeah. we breathe is but a last we, breath. But we come back, right? Yeah, but then once you realize that every cell is entropy, going yeah. to entropy every yeah, second, yeah. Mm. we're heading towards death with every tick of the clock. Yeah. But it's also every tick of the cloth is life. So mm. the division between life and death starts to dissolve. Yeah. You know? Yeah, because and what is death, really? Yeah. It's, yeah. And I remember yeah, I remember having that sort of thought of because they talk about um yeah, the fluctuations of the atoms and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Like vibration is just coming in and out yeah. of, you know, um existence or whatever. Yeah. Um and then on a sort of really big level we're coming in and out of existence yeah. as in life and death yeah right? if yeah. you believe in that yeah but it's um yeah someone someone was talking to me about it uh who's you know done a lot of vipassana and other sort of stuff um because they said because i said oh i don't the only thing i don't get is the reincarnation part yeah and he said well dude you know you're fluctuating in and out of resistance existence now mm. um so isn't death just like couldn't you see it on that level and it it blew my mind because i was like wow that's the first time i could like compute mm. like life like re, um, reincarnation yeah yeah um yeah it's just a super interesting sort of way to think about it like yeah know. yeah i think again it's just like, a big fluctuation yeah because when we talk about death you know what you talked about story past, present, future, mm. um, if we see death as just the end of the story, if that's all it is, then it's this really linear kind of experience mm. where you're alive and then you die. But you know, if you start to see death as something present in every moment, mm. you know, that can happen then, at any moment. Then that it's, you have is, a relationship. With yeah, it. and it's the absolute, like it will happen. You yeah. don't know when. It won't happen when you want to. Like you could take someone who wants to commit suicide up to the top of a mountain and then as they're going up there push them towards an edge and their body will instinctively yeah, resist yeah, yeah. Yeah. You, it's in your bones not to die yeah. but you have to die and you will die and that's in your bones too decay and the desire to life like that next to each other it's the law of nature right? yeah they're just there in your body like yeah. you, I feel in my body like death age you know Yeah. I feel in my body the desire now, right? to live <laughs> yeah I feel, it, I feel it all the time and then but once you start to reconcile the two, two life and death as one, mm. then it's no longer like life first, then death. They're just two things sitting with each other. And then that it's like dissolving that sense of identity as well. Yeah. Not just me and the world, but one. And that oneness of death and life together suddenly became, like it's liberating, you know? It is, it is. It's liberating. Um, and you can sort of see why people's behaviors are so um, extreme in a way, mm. like when people feel... Like it's just linear. Yeah. 
So yeah. I just go, oh, there's nothing else, and I'm just gonna, I'm gonna die, and it's gonna be scary. So I'm just yeah. gonna burn everything. Yeah, you know, yeah. I'm gonna burn it all down. Yeah, it's like that's their resistance. Well, I think the resistance also comes from this worship of life. Yeah, like I think you saw it through COVID when they put up the numbers: this many dead today, this mm. many dead, and there's that implicit message: we have to live as, and be alive, keep everyone alive, hold on to life. Life is yeah. everything. Death is the enemy. Yeah. Once you start having that resistance to death and that worship of life, you can't live. Yeah, you put everyone. Yeah. You yeah. can't live. That's true. Everyone, you create this massive fear. Yeah, fear. Because the reality is those, you know, that number like twelve dead, ten dead, whatever. The reality is everyone is going to be in that number at mm. some point. Yeah. Not necessarily from COVID, but everyone's going to be a, yeah. someone who died. So resisting death is like the most ridiculous thing because mm. you you have to. Thanks for listening to Go Nowhere Now, an Add to Cart podcast. For updates and more, you can find us at our website, addtocartmag.com. Also consider joining us on Telegram, Substack and Instagram through our website or follow the links posted below.